0: Producer's note: This episode contains a mention of rape and sexual assault. Listener discretion is advised.
1: This is a Dauntless Media Collective podcast. Visit dauntless.fm for more content.
2: They were already good. That's why they were there. We were there because, and we didn't know it, right? Because depravity and we're bad and we're trying to be better people. But I'm like, no, we were already good and we wanted to be part of something good and we were trying to do good things Together, So that's what drew us there and into this container. And the things that were real have lived on outside of that. And the things that weren't, the things that were actually based on Hillsong all died in Hillsong.
0: Hello and welcome to the Full Mutuality Podcast. I'm Nate and today on the show, Gail and I continue our conversation with Janice Legata, content creator and host of the podcast God Has Not Given. If you haven't already listened to the previous episode where we started our conversation, be sure to check that one out before listening to this one. Otherwise, enjoy the show.
1: It leads me into another thought, question I had for you, Janice. Um, because we've all, I've been, even though it wasn't a health song, you've been, Nate. I know you felt this way too, Nate, you were, when you were sharing your story. And I think probably, Janice, you could relate. That feeling of, I was complicit in the system. I was a part yeah. of harming others too. Like I've been trying to, as I've been watching the Hillsong documentary, I've been thinking of what has been my role with, I was a youth pastor. I was on a staff. Like who have I damaged directly? Who have I given purity talks to? Who have I, you know? <laughs> no, but like who have I sat down and done some really crappy things to? And I was being brainwashed. So mm-hmm. I was being fed this. I thought I was doing God's work. <laughs> Sorry. I was, you know, thought I was doing the Lord's work. It's so horrible to even imagine this now. But I like, I need to make amends. How have you processed through trying to deal with that piece of it like where and I've read some articles of you saying I know I participated in the system so and I, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that about you like you're not going you bad people over there and I am I I did it right you're saying I understand I have participated I in this yeah. too so yeah. how do you how what has that process looked like for you in terms of you know, trying to make amends, or I don't know what what has that look like in terms of trying to trying to deal with that that thought and that feel those feelings.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I think my whole shtick is my penance, right? Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. out here and doing doing what I do because I'm trying to be just as loud, if not louder, about saying, guys, I was I was wrong. I was part of something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> whatever I told you before, disregard. Yeah. Um I don't have thank God <laughs> now, mm. right? Like I never got to some of the positions that maybe I would have thought that I wanted because I didn't harm as many people as I could have.
0: Yeah.
2: Um and I think about, you know, okay, with my stage managing team, I wasn't really we weren't we weren't doing any theological stuff, like whatever. So to the best of my ability, I took took care of them. But I remember, you know, talking to To my friend joanna one of the episodes and when she said you know oh like when i came to hillsong part of the reason i stayed was because i saw you on stage like Mm. she's like no you you specifically and it's like oh like if she's here and so so that was like oh like just grappling with what i i struggle a lot with with the harm i did to black people just just by being there and just by being the black whisperer right and having these conversations with carl and thinking i could be part of that change and basically feeling like I helped them just learn how to trick the system, right? Mm. So now, oh, now the the ad, the promos, they look diverse. Oh, they and know now what we to will... avoid
1: now and what to, the language right. to use to make it sound like they've been educated on this topic.
2: Oof. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, like I I was part of that, thinking I was mm. doing something good. Um, So everything, yeah, I'm doing now is just trying to be opposite to that. Um, like with my connect group and as far as like, like purity culture stuff and that kind of stuff, I remember feeling bad because I wasn't, I wasn't that bought into it. So, like, mm. you know, if my girls will come to me and, oh, I slipped and fell and struggled and whatever, like, I always feel like, ah, I don't know. Like, I know what I'm supposed to tell you. <laughs> oh i wish i was you back in the day
1: i was not (laughs) i i had cringe thinking and you know i was married at 17 and i stayed married for 20 years was a disaster a complete disaster on so many levels and and i have my wonderful fiance but like i i did things because they were telling me this was the path to take and then like now i'm just like man it was all wrong like it was all completely wrong and i was giving advice inside that not having the outside experience to even say actually this path that i'm trying to convince you is the one you should get on like i haven't seen that work out even in my own life yet to the detriment that it would get to to be able to like it was not shouldn't have been giving the advice at that age i had no place to be saying the things i was i was so convinced of but like i mean you got kicked out of the next church you went to after hillsong for not yeah. towing the line on the evangelical view of homosexuality and you're and to be clear you're not gay you're straight i've heard you say that on your podcast that you're not yeah yeah i don't i don't i, I, I don't, don't want to call you that. but like i'm saying it's not like from a position you're single this is like you saying i don't feel okay with watching like it, it doesn't have to people often assume if you're standing up for something you're you're looking out for yourself whereas oftentimes it's like no You know, we could speak out because it's the... We should love our... We were taught to love our neighbor as ourselves. That was supposed to be the objective, right? So, you know, if I'm speaking out and taking a stand on this, it can be because the people around me are dealing... Like, you were saying there's people on your team that were gay and then you guys were all getting thrown off because you wouldn't tell the line that this is wrong or this is, you know... Yeah. Just wouldn't say,
2: you know, I agree. I was like, I don't... I don't agree. And I think... I mean, I think deconstruction happens not easier but maybe it just happens more for for somebody with some kind of marginalized
1: identity i like think you're it's, completely right you're forced once, into it you're kind of shoved out the door at some point
2: yeah right and once well i'm thinking about it for oh for black people and for women it's not that yeah much further oh no i don't you're gay that's why is that an issue like no right. i understand. Because I'm being yeah. marginalized too. okay, yeah,
1: no and I've already you decided how the system... I don't believe that yeah, so right
0: right. I like think it, for me as a yeah.
1: white woman, it was like it was, oh, women are being treated bad because that was my overlap and then right once I started pulling that apart and seeing, well, this is how the Bible gets used and weaponized against women and this is what a system looks like when they exclude women, and I started taking that to heart and I, I think I'll have to just admit, I feel a frustration among other white women when they stop there. Like when they're like, okay, you know, like Mm. and I think of I think of uh, women's rights and how black women marched alongside a white woman for voting rights. And when they got theirs, they were done. Like they were like, thanks. Thanks for the help. You guys don't have it yet. You know, it's done. We're done our fight. You guys have your own marches later on for black people. But it's like you're a woman, too. But, oh, you don't count if you're not. My so I started noticing oh white women who are fighting for egalitarian the quote unquote egalit and it makes me laugh that term because true egalitarianism would include gay women and that's what the word means right. but in Christian Christian circles evangelical. Thinking they're being progressive, it's like now we're egalitarian because we believe women should wives, be wives. Wives. Oh, oh right. Right. But then right. it's like, well, what about <laughs> what about black women? What about gay women? And I think for me, that's where when I touched on one of them, I was like, wait, what? I, who else is being marginalized that doesn't directly impact me? Right? Because that one did. So I had to see it when I didn't want to because it was it was. And actually, funny. I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but I feel like in my own story, and I don't get too into the weeds, but when it was. Maybe I've shared this before. I don't know. I'm sorry to anyone who's listened and I'm repeating myself. I do that sometimes. But when it was me that it was directly impacting, I said, well, it doesn't really. It doesn't matter because I'm doing it for the Lord. So if I'm being treated a certain mm-hmm. way or overlooked, it's for God. I don't need the attention. I don't need, I mean, you talked a bit on your podcast about how one of those mental head games at Hillsong was sort of like, well, if I want the recognition, if I want to move up, then it's <laughs> got to be pride. Kidding. And uh, that's the reason yeah. I can't get that And that's that why position. I'm not getting it. That's yeah. why, yeah, yeah. I Those have, to, I have systems, to not want it in order for God to care enough to allow you <laughs> for to, God to give use, it to me. Yeah, right, and like. So for myself, if it was me being targeted, I could just overlook that as well. You know, it's I'm not doing this for myself anyway. I'm I'm happy I get to be a female in pastoral position in a male-run church. That was a big deal. And I was getting so much flack for that, too, on all kinds of ends. But, hey, you know, like, I'm just glad I get to serve God this way. This is exciting and this is fun. And then, like, watching – I think for me the wake-up call was watching the other people, the other women who I loved in my life in different situations dealing with the, – and then I, I couldn't ignore it because, like – these are my – I'm I'm, a, I'm a, uh, an Enneagram 8. Like, I am a protector. That is my personality mm-hmm. as I look out. I'm like a mama bear, actually. like I'm an 8-wing 9. So, like, that's what it's – they're like the mama bears. And I – like, watching the, cl- the close people to me get attacked, like, that just yeah. – you know, it just sucks me in. Like, if it's me, fine, whatever, you know? But – like go after my kids and watch what I do <laughs> like it's different and then it's you can say what you want to me and I might laugh but like go at the people that I care about go at my friends go at the people that I've mentored and that I've spent time with and uh, I like I'm just going to be horrified you know and that was what woke me up so I think you know it was easy for to get my attention maybe about women cuz the people around me but then I'm like okay this has to expand out like who else is being touched that's not me that I need to be paying attention to and I think that's and I just want to speak to all the white women listening. I really hope that if you have started to care about this topic, that if you think patriarchy is the issue, and I've seen people respond to that, even on the Hillsong stuff, they're like, oh, it's the patriarchal systems at the at the root. And I think that is a huge, but patriarchal always seems for some reason to go together with white supremacy, always seems to go together with hitting on all the, the LGBTQ community. Why is that? Like these, like oppression of one group and oppression of all, they all seem to be... You know where you find one, you usually, and sometimes you they're might find one there. exception, mm-hmm. but in yep. general, they go together. They're they're inter yeah, too yeah yeah. Yep. I think it was Maya Angelou is... that said, "Unless like it, none of us are free until all of us are, until free. all this... of us are yeah yep. yeah yeah
2: yeah." But yep. all of those systems and they've they've carried over right. So then now that's the the issue with with Joshua Tree and all of this stuff that's happening mm. and deconstruction, which is you know. For me, it's an interesting time because I'm like, look, I'm not. Yes, I came out of Hillsong and I talk about Hillsong, but like the issue is not Hillsong. The issue is evangelicalism and the issue yeah. is, is these systems. So it's like you can yeah. you can love me while I'm. Yeah. You know, the enemy right. of my enemy is my friend. You know, right. so we're all we all agree. We don't like the same thing. But when I'm coming after one of your faves.
0: Oh, yeah. You know. When? It's so funny because that that um you know uh, to to a slightly different degree, um, but with with even more anger and vitriol, uh, so I made a comment as I was sharing, like my the story that I posted was entirely about Hillsong, but I made mention of your story uh yeah, so so I made mention of um of the church that I used to work for that I was at prior to um Hillsong and i i talked about i i described it as a cult and the amount the the messages that i got saying oh well we know hillsong's bad but <laughs> everybody wants to you. point yeah. out
1: there and go they're the yeah. problem we were good yeah. how dare you call right. us out as if we might reflect and that's right. what you're getting at janice right? and what i oh, yeah.
0: what i found fascinating about that is that um I, I described my old church that way because it fits all the markers. So if, if anybody's not familiar, um, we might have mentioned, we actually did, did mention it on the podcast before. Um, there's something called the BITE model, which stands for behavioral control, um, information control, thought control, and environment control. And there are different things within those cultists. categories. Mm-hmm. And that gives you an indication to to the degree to which those different areas are controlled in in your life as an individual or in your community's life, you're you're in a cult, and I um, you named th- it as a cult. I mean, my old church just all like so many of those things fit, yeah. and um the 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 angry responses that I got because I dared to call them a cult and put them in the same category of Hillsong when a lot of them were like, well, Hillsong is not doctrinally sound. Therefore, you know, Oh my gosh. And,
1: yeah. Oh, that's uh, good. Like, everyone yeah, who's playing their music preaching. is going to pretend they're so different. <laughs> like <laughs> Right.
0: Right. Oh, I remember how many Hillsong songs we did at my old church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't tell me right. that, Oh, you know, they're not preaching the true gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, But like, <laughs> everyone yeah. does
1: that. Every, like, so, mm-hmm.
0: And that's getting translated. That that sort of thing is getting translated into the spaces that we're walking in now, right? Like we're not. It's 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 funny how we might have de- deconstructed some of the beliefs uh, to a degree, but we tend to stop somewhere, and 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 it it often is that we stop wherever we feel comfortable, and we don't have to address something further, like core to who we are, right? So like. Right. As as a non-black or brown man, there are areas that I can stop in and feel comfortable and feel like I've arrived in a quote-unquote deconstruction world. Um, but as as we've all seen, you know, as one ethnic minority goes, so goes other mi- ethnic minorities in this country. So right. it's not like I can turn a blind eye to any of it, um, and I have to like. Um, I, I forgot who it was. Maybe you. I, so many podcasts are just blurring, uh, in my brain. I'm going to attribute it to you. And if you didn't say it, then whoever wants credit <laughs> for it, email me. Um, but that you, like, you can't deconstruct without decolonizing. And that, like, it's so embedded like gail you were saying white supremacy exists in our spaces and then we take it with us when we, we deconstruct do evangelical christianity on
1: purpose all the time it doesn't like and and i love janice that when you talk uh i find you easy to listen to because you're so down to earth you're hilarious you are so funny um you <laughs> your stuff is absolutely great and 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 I think, you know, everybody who needs to laugh sometimes, this is heavy stuff. I know that when I watch it's, politics, I listen to late yeah. night comedy guys telling it because I can't take it straight. I need to like right. throw in some yeah. humor. This is all BS. I need something to swallow this down with, to, under, to even look at the material. Like it's just too much. But like right. you do that. You take the time to make people laugh, but pointing out the problems with it. And one of the things that I love you that you do when you talk and why like while I don't know when I invite someone on I like to go make sure I know I can know enough of their story to, to understand where they're coming from but like you have often said look I know I know it's in you because it's in me and in me. and like you and I think that's a message like I know as a white person this was helpful to me is to realize you know we internalize white supremacy we don't want it we don't want to imagine that because then people will think we're racist and that's the worst thing in the entire not being treated with racism people thinking you might be racist the worst imaginable thing which is so ridiculous (laughs) and so privileged but like just saying like that that fear that white people have of if acknowledging that white supremacy can seep into us if black people and that was a revelation for me can talk about how it has impacted how they see themselves how they have internalized hatred towards themselves, then of course we have it too. Like that's how deep it goes. And like so, no, like black people who are trying to point it out are not saying you have the problem, and they're saying no, this has affected all of us. It's affected like, all of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yeah. hearing about it, if a black person wants to tell you, hey, what you're saying and doing is problematic, take a breather. You <laughs> know, take a. I think it was maybe Joe who was saying this. She was saying, like, you know, or you might have been having this conversation as well with her. I know you guys have done some stuff together, but the idea of like, if people are going to confront you, they trust you. Like, take that as an honor that someone is going to, because you won't sit down with someone who's so far out there that you're going to waste your time talking to them. You just be like, okay, that's where you are. Bye, you know? Like, right. Yeah. But if someone is taking the time to say what you're doing is harmful, then breathe like <laughs> like take the light fragility you know take some deep breaths allow your brain to digest that you might have caused harm and it's not the end of the world and if somebody's coming to tell you then they have some level of trust that you're willing to do you didn't sit down with Carlin's in the beginning you know i mean on your way out you you wanted to make your statement but initially you're hoping he's going to listen to you when you're confronting him you you see him as somebody right. who who you care about and who you you want to help with all this and i think I don't know. May that be a message for me to tell to my... I got something I'm trying to learn, too, is if somebody's going to come and approach me, it's it's a good thing. It's not something... Somebody's trusting me enough to talk to me about it. And watching how people responded with the Joshua Tree stuff was like, ooh, like that fear of being corrected, that fear of being seen bad, that fear of like, no, we're healed now. We're completely... Like, we're completely healed. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> we're
2: good. It's, it's you guys. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. What? And a lot of it,
2: like, I... Because I am, I think because I am a storyteller and I do, right. Like I tend to think about people kind of like as characters and I'm like trying to, I'm trying, just trying to always make stories make sense. I'm like, why would somebody do this? Why would, (laughs) in this storyline, why would this character do this? And so I'm, I'm the best guide I have. Okay. Why, why would I do this? So, I mean, a lot of my work is just being honest with myself. Like, okay, why did I stay that long? What did I want Hmm. coming out of it now and building this little platform and just having to be very aware of myself and be like, okay, here's all the attention I did not get in Hillsong. Here's all the credit I did not get in Hillsong. Here's, you know, the last year why I was still there and having these honest conversations with myself about like, you don't like it here. You don't believe this stuff, but you're mm-hmm. very comfortable. And you're known here. And what are you going to do? You're going to go start over in some other church after you've put all this time in, like you have a reserved seat here. You're you're good. Like you don't
1: have to wait in the long lines.
2: <laughs> line? What? I've heard of that, but yeah,
1: like never I seen
2: it. Right, right, and always, always that hope, right? Like I could be, I could be just two minutes away from this platform. Like I don't, hmm. I don't know, you know. And so now I'm like, well, I think a lot of people came out of that, out of that environment not having gotten the attention, not having gotten the platform, not having gotten the space. And now you have it. And like, and it feeds something in you. It's like,
1: Mm.
2: you know, we can't, I'm not better than Carl Lentz or Brian Houston. Like I'm not a stronger person than them. I'm like, I think power corrupts. This shit is seductive. Mm, We can all be seduced. And if you're not honest about that, then you'll come out, you'll get this attention. You'll get this platform. i'm I'm not making money from it but some of you guys are and then that just makes it much harder to let go of yeah and so then you just get in this situation and like a lot of the things that are being said you know you guys aren't healed and now you're affecting my livelihood and my reputation you're talking about the same things they were worried about like it's not about you know oh you're You're harming the people that are following me. Like, you're, you know, leading them astray. No, it's about me. It's about how you're making me, me look. And I'm like, that's, that's Hmm. a problem. And you're, you know, you're hurting other people out here. And the arguments, you know, we're having about, you know, who's attacking who. And you're, you're affecting me. And you guys are eating your own now. And I'm like, whoever said they were my own. Like, you guys decided... You know, why was it not eating your own when you guys, when we weren't invited, when, mm. you know, people were not represented here? Like, why yeah. is that not the offense? Now it's the offense that you're not healed mm. and you're saying something. And it's like, oh, these are, these are the same systems. And of course it would happen. Because that's, yeah. that's what we do. We just recreate.
1: We live in an era of unprecedented access to information, news, and media. But what happens when all that information leads you to suddenly realize you spent the majority of your childhood in a cult? Well, we can tell you. Join me, Jessica Goforth, and Kathleen Reynolds as we take you into the world of cult recovery after all the emotional, psychological, financial, and sexual abuse we experienced as part of Bill Gothard's Advanced Training Institute. On our podcast called Leaving the Village, we talk candidly about our journey out and interview other survivors whose experiences will boggle your mind. We also cover breaking news as scandals continue to rock the twisted world of IBLP. Subscribe to Leaving the Village today so you don't miss a single episode.
0: Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to take a quick break from the conversation to let you know that we have a fantastic new way for you to support the podcast. If you like what you hear from our show and want to partner with us, head over to patreon.com slash full mutuality to donate. As a partner, you'll get exclusive content, access to occasional live recording events and more for as little as $5 a month. Thank you already for your support of what we're creating. And now back to the conversation.
1: We have to work that stuff out and it's it takes I don't know. Like I I think I've heard you say it but I I know I've said it even before hearing that. It's like deconstruction is not a destination that you just arrive like now you got your ward. You like you went to school. Now you got your deconstruction <laughs> certificate. No, this is a lifetime process of all like we were brainwashed a lot of us from Childhood. Mm -hmm. I don't know what ages you guys were told to pray that prayer. You're going to hell. But a lot of us had this in our head since like since we were little, since we learned how to speak practically. We had these messagings in our head and then we were raised in it. And and this is how we were brought up. So like, oh, man, I'm going to tell an embarrassing story um, about myself. I, yesterday was, my sister sent me a message of uh, a letter I sent. So my when my nephew was really little, when he was born or something, my sister had this idea. Everyone write a letter to him, but put an age on it that'll make him open it on his birthday in the future. But pick whatever age you want. So I picked 12. So this is me 12 years ago now seeing what I, so she has her son opening it up, it, it was his birthday, and reading the letter that I wrote him on video yesterday. I'm watching this and I'm like telling Nate, I'm traumatized, Nate, I can't handle this. This letter <laughs> that I wrote this kid, had God and Jesus in every single line. (laughs) Every single, and it was like stuff like, you gotta be careful you know, if you're not following Jesus and like, your friends, you know, you're at an age now where the people around you you know, that don't know Jesus and you don't you can decide to live for God or be like the rest of your friends who live in the world and it was like, the judgment the us versus them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm brainwashing a 12 year old, like I, I actually feel like I need to sit down with my nephew and have a You know what? Your Auntie Gail has has grown. (laughs) Hopefully adults in your life grow. You know, I said a lot about God and it's okay if you follow God, but be careful that you don't. Look at everyone else around you. Like I feel like I need to do some, some detoxing. Like I just, I was a little bit <laughs> triggering to see where I was 12 years. Ago. And actually, I don't have to go back 12 years. I could see what I posted on Facebook four years ago and be like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> e, ooh. Did I, did I quote that? Did I say that? Like, like. And so we were, we were very brainwashed. And so of course, it's not going to be like deconstruction. Okay, we're done this process. We're done. We, no, we're <laughs> nailed it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and people act I got like my certificate. From Joshua Harris, you know,
1: <laughs> I paid that three hundred dollar course that he was running as the guru of this thing. That guy knows stuff, man. Ah, oh, and and that's and maybe that's another thing to address too. I I mean, when I spoke out about Joshua Harris and we did it on one of our podcast episodes, I mean, people got very. Um, offended in the sense Ooh, of
0: they got defensive uh, like
1: as in and and uh, so this is something that you know we talked about all of us talking I mean Janice you mentioned how this is penance for you talking speaking out some people could walk away feel embarrassed and they never want to talk about this again but I see it like right. if the building's on fire if you can do anything fire prevention maybe don't don't walk in that building something like this is right. what we're trying to do this is what this podcast is trying it's our way of like you said be loud about the stuff that you were loud about before in the other direction you have a re- right. if you did this kind of damage you have a response to try and do something the other way and we often get labeled as angry people those are like the gaslighting that happens is this is coming from a place of anger and of hatred and this is what you're trying to do but at the end of the day no this is like these are hard so one of the things that people often do and they did with the joshua harris sorry my my head is jumping i'm like get back to your joshua harris point gail you're going off too far but like (laughs) he you know people go like i saw myself in joshua harris though like i and I think it's good to see that like we're to have empathy and to, but at some mm. level you didn't like, if you're talking about deconstruction, it's different than Joshua because he was leading all those, those people. And he maybe needs to do take a total step back. And I think sometimes people don't want to confront pastors because they're like, we're all sinners or talk bad about anyone in high up leadership. Cause they're like, but we're all at the end of the day, we all have the potential to do. And that's true. But like at the same time, This has been my other thought lately. Like, I think I like to hold two thoughts at once. So on one hand, like, I agree that people are bad and good. And I think some people are more good. And I think some people are more... Like, three of them are all true at the same time. It's not just, you know, it's not people are all good or all bad, like we were taught. And then it's not like, no, everyone's mixed. Some people have a lot more evil. Like, I I heard you say the evil ones. There are, I believe in Jesus' teaching of a wolf in sheep's clothing. There's some stuff that's really vile. And I think some of the situations people get caught up in is like... You know, they're like, they act like if it wasn't for God, I would. And you're like, really, though? Is God the only That makes me scared to help you deconstruct. Because if God is the only one that's holding you back from being kind to people, from not raping people. Like, if you know when people talk about if I didn't come to God, I w- who knows what I would be doing. And I'm like, oh, right. you're telling me some deep stuff <laughs> yeah. about yourself yeah. right now that I should probably write down and keep my kids yeah. away from you. You know, like this is God is the only one keeping yeah. you from doing this. But May, like, maybe
0: stay with God. It's okay. You stay with God. Stay. You need the Lord. You need. You need lots of the Lord.
1: But like that, that I think that it might be a little bit of a trap too, to to sort of all equate. I guess sin leveling, right? Like to equate right. that we that we're all capable. I hope we're not all capable of raping someone. I hope we're all not all capable of of being a of. Like I hope those are not the situations that were. And and like you know, I like example. You know, we were taught in church. If you look at a woman, lustfully committed adultery in your heart. And I remember like in a lot of rape cover-up situations with pastors, it was like the guy going, well, I watched porn last night. So I'm the same level as the guy who just raped that girl. How could I speak out about that? I'm, and I think sometimes we do this juggling of, we put ourselves in the position of our leaders and give them the most- benefit, of, like we, we're equal to them in our head and everything that's effed up, you know, it's like we're I don't know why I said effed up, I swear on this podcast all the time, but whatever
2: <laughs>
1: Sin! Sin! <laughs> write God it down, he It's Murder!
0: Murder! I'm
1: equal to, I'm the worst of sinners and I think yep. I think some of So that, you can't call out injustices I call, anymore I, sh- I have no right to speak out about it And I, I, I really think that we probably need to get over that hurdle of being afraid mm-hmm. to talk about what's wrong because we're imperfect people like, I think there needs to be some sort of a balance in our thinking where, you know, if someone has had some, like, you know, someone can talk on deconstruction who's messed up, but I don't, I don't want it to be Joshua Harris being the one who's, like, I don't think he needs to sit down for a long time. And, and maybe yeah. never, maybe never, we don't ever need to hear. So the,
2: thing, the thing with Joshua Harris for me, I'm like, if you want to, if you want to do that, like, I think you need to, you need to deal with whatever, in in any yeah relationship, reconciliation, whatever, it needs to be on the level to which you did the harm, right? So mm-hmm. you you were allowed we were fed this stuff. We were beat over the head with it, but we didn't ask for this. It was the leadership who allowed this. So if you want to take your deconstruction, whatever, go talk to the pastors. You go talk to the people who put you in this position, who gave yeah. you this authority. Don't don't resell it to the people you already traumatized. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. need to turn around and be confronting the higher
1: powers, you right? Be like we out don't the, your all your mentors and your buddies who you know you you kind of ran away from. Exactly. Into... You yep. want to take on Mark Driscoll. You want to take on
2: nobody's going to fight you on that. Like go do right. that. But but you right. don't turn around and now tell me how to get over what you did to me. Like
1: that's a fantastic point. And and I want to actually when you said that about he should be confronting the it, what popped in my head right away is now song is breaking apart and now you have all of these campus pastors who had seen all the bullshit before mm-hmm. it's not like oh my goodness brian houston was covering up for his pedophile uh dad that's news no it's it's not breaking news it's not news, for mm-hmm. it's not news. No. It, these have been in the in this like you could have found this out way a long time ago there's and all the culture of hillsong and everything that's that's gone wrong this is stuff people who are especially <laughs> pastors like, we saw it We know. (laughs) Well aware. They definitely mm -hmm. were aware if they were in that kind of leadership. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, we see the problems at Hillsong. So now we're breaking away. No, the Titanic's going down and you're jumping off the ship to save your skin. That's exactly what Mm -hmm. you're doing. And you're pretending this is a revelation to you. And I think they should distrust their pastors who are doing that. But one of the things I've noticed, and as a big clue, is watching how they talk about Hillsong as they exit out. Like, they're not yep. doing what you just said. If you're Josh Harris, why aren't you calling out CJ Mahaney? Why aren't you going to all your buddies? Why aren't you going to all the other people in power that you were buddies with at the right. time and then were platforming and supporting? Like, these pastors that are not calling out Brian, not actually attack. like, they're saying, you know, we have love for... We still for-
2: love Hillsong. Uh-huh. Yeah. We yeah. believe in Hillsong. They're going to mm. be okay.
1: And yet you're breaking break- away from them. It breaks our to- heart to have to leave. So then why the heck are you leaving? Yeah. That's the part yeah. that's so frustrating. It's like, it breaks your heart to leave. So then what is this all about if you don't actually, so it's like talking out of both sides of your mouth. There's some problems, but we love, like, no, no. That's,
2: that's... why like Terry, Terry Christ, even, you know, before with his, when people were like, oh, look, he said he apologized to the victims or he, you know, I'm like, no, he gets Mm-mm. no credit. Like these people, again, these people, they know what they're doing. And so now you see the ship going down, and now, yeah, you want to position yourself as, oh, I was one of the first to say, yeah, you were in year 40, man. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) We told you this. We saw this. (laughs) No, you get no credit if you're not turning around, and that's why, like, for all of them. Even Carl Lentz, the Bogards, whoever, I'm like, you never see... How is Donna Crouch in Australia, like, commenting hand claps on Laura Lentz's post. I'm like, you guys, this is so shady. Mm-hmm. You guys are all still mm-hmm. friends. You're all yeah. still buddies. None of you has a bad thing to say about the other. You're all still covering for each other. Yep. Like, yep. this whole the whole system is dirty. Like, none of you guys are trustworthy.
0: Yeah. And none of and, you and
2: get credit for that
0: The thing that... So, so we, we see two somewhat disparate responses um we see the sam collier uh thing going down in atlanta um where you know ingratiating hillsong but he's like oh, i'm gonna go start a new thing um and you know fuck whatever hillsong's gonna do you know because are they gonna do a pastoral search no because sam collier's opened up a new shop just down the road that all of those Hillsong heads are gonna go follow him. I um, love that
1: term Hillsong head, based off of sneakerhead. I don't know if that's a whole thing in Hillsong, but Nate had always says Hillsong heads, and it makes me laugh like sneakerheads. You know, who line up forever to be a part of some you yeah, know like it, elite I, group.
0: I need. It's yeah. like I need the new Jordans. You know, I need the new United album. I got. Yeah. I. Oh my god. So sorry. Side tangent. I got the. Um. I forgot which United album. I think it was. Um. I think it was Empires. I think I got an advanced copy um, because... You know, I was producing that Sunday and we were and it it was about to come out It was like two weeks or a week from from releasing. So, you know, I got the USB stick and I plugged it into the laptop and you felt like an elite. Yeah. I talked to I talked to a a (laughs) friend of mine who was like, you know, uh, adjacently, but like one step above me. And he was just like, yeah, download it yourself. All right. Save it to your phone or whatever. I'm like, yes, you know. So then (laughs) the best part about it was that like I then had people that i didn't know finding out that i had an advanced copy and they're all like hey i need an advanced i need to hear this thing before it actually comes out i'm like we're singing these songs every week why do you need this what what is it going to add to your life like so that's how i that's why i call them hillsong heads because they're like oh the new jordan they're like salivating over the you know the new drop yeah yeah um but but so so you know um uh, Collier's grabbing people because, you know, he doesn't want to lose his livelihood, but, you know, he announces he's out because it's going to hurt his brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a somewhat different response coming out from Terry Christ, but, what I find interesting was that not 48 hours before, he says all of these lovely flowery things about Hillsong, and now he's talking about the NDAs and the non-compete clauses and all of that shit. Like, at the end of the day, I'm I'm suspicious of all of it, regardless of what they're saying, because they're, they're, they they're all trying to find ways. They keep switching their
1: stories, and they're figuring out what – which stick your finger near and lick it and see which way the wind's blowing and which yeah. way your congregation yeah. is going to buy your, yeah. your nonsense and – run with that they're
0: they're all trying to find ways to 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 keep their brand afloat and to to not hemorrhage as many people as possible
1: what right. would it you know? look like for hillsong to make reparations and and i asked this because <laughs> hang on because like you made a fantastic point janice of they have the money and we know that mm-hmm. because of their hush funds right they're constantly paying mm-hmm. off people who hillsong has herded so it doesn't become public this is well known that they got this money that they spend on shutting people up um mm-hmm. what well, they have the money. They make I mean and it's disgusting how much money Hillsong makes and by the way all the evangelical churches and if anyone evangelicals listening to I don't know you guys probably checked out a long time ago but in case tell your churches to stop <laughs> playing this music to stop funding this needs just like you're supporting abuse. I just want to be as clear as possible if yes. you sing these words, you should feel guilty because yeah. you're putting more money into it. It's blood money. Yeah. 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 So how yeah. Could, what would what would it look like if they were sincerely repentant and they were like, you know what? We like whoever takes over is like, actually, we are sincere and we are we care about the wrong that was done to the people of Hillsong. What, what would you imagine? What would that look like? I think if they were
2: sincere, they would be sh- shutting it down. And as we are shutting it down, here is here is all this property. Here is all the money that we have. And here is this fund and submit yeah we're receipts. giving people submit your, your receipts you're getting your tithes back you and 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 like depending on what people want because i mean some people legitimately would just be like oh your apology was enough it's fine you know and some people would be like no i want i want back pay here's all, all the, the free that I hours did. i worked all, all the, the, the hours i, that I worked yeah I want some back pay. Therapy. I want Money. my tides back, <laughs> and I want there should be just a a therapy fund. Mm-hmm. Like, and here is mm. you can pull from this and go get your religious trauma. Yeah. I think
1: that's a huge important point to make because people often think just the apology is enough. And I think what you're saying here, like with Joshua, go talk to if you're sincere, go talk. The amount the, the amount of power you held and the amount of responsibility you held should match with your repentance. It should there should yeah. be a matchup with the damage you did and the ways you're going about trying to fix things. So Hillsong is a huge, really wealthy art. Yeah, repentance would look like I I agree with it. Shutting it down and yeah. And I think that's important for people when they're watching those fake bsers who want to come in and pretend now they're they're so sorry and they care and to ask what are they doing for to make repair that's a like
2: yeah how are they repairing Mm -hmm. because it's you even with like Hillsong New York like I feel so bad because I'm like. Brian Brian subjected all of us to Carl. Like, none of us weren't checking mm. for Carl Lentz. Like, which is easy to forget now, right? Like, we only, it's always been Carl Lentz. You're like, no, the big draw initially was actually Joel Houston. Like, nobody cared mm-hmm. yeah. about Carl Lentz. So then Carl is here. Brian subjected all these people to him. Then takes them away, right? And, like, blows up this campus. And then it's just like, oh, here, here's a new leader. But, like, there's no... Just like not even pretend, pretend to care. Here's yeah. here, we're gonna offer you even our fake little counseling, right? Here's our pastoral care. Mm. Here's right. our eight week course on healing through we can talk about this. It's like, no, we're just we're just gonna give you a new one and that should be enough. Uh let's all pray for the best. The best is yet to come. Like it's always <laughs> just this
1: forward, forward motion and never looking back, never acknowledging. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's so huge. What you just said, Janice, about the the future is brighter. And I think isn't that like the line that keeps us all going in a really bad environment? Is this convincing that God's about to do something, and that breakthrough is right around the corner? Just hang in there. And like, I mean, I my heart is with those who, when Carl was was pulled out, thought in their heads, "This is the perch." The stuff I saw that was wrong. The stuff that was bad. This is going to get solved here, and now Hillsong's on the right track, and now here, here, here we are again. Here we are, and this is going right. to keep like the. It's the culture. It's the top leadership. Mm-hmm. This is not there, and the board. Everyone who's been put in those positions are replic. They're replicators of the top leadership, right? So, right. That whole, yeah. whole but I think at that point about. Look forward to what you said, Janice. I I hope people that are listening who are in abusive situations might think of the what's keeping them, and if those are the lines that when you're like ick, this feels ick. I'm not I'm not okay here, and they keep going. But but you know <laughs> later, God is about to do. Maybe what God wants to do is take your butt out of there to help. That's mm-hmm. what He wants. Right. That's how He's going to help change things is to get you. What was that that you said about Hillsong and and you called it something? You had like a metaphor about Hillsong.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just a container. Mm. It's just because like the, the only thing, the only thing I have any ambivalence about, right. Is I did meet a lot of great people there. Like some of my best friends today, you know, are people that I met there and it's like, Oh, so we give, we give Hillsong all this credit for the good that it does. But then I'm like, it was just, it was just a container. Like we could have met anywhere. Right. That's Mm -hmm. a Hillsong did not make these people good. Yeah. It it makes us think that it did, right? Like gives it no, the credit here, for those things.
1: Looks... All the the genuine people At, were giving out their free labor, who you make friends with and build relationships you know. with, and attend each other's weddings and have all these lovely memories. But Hillsong yeah. didn't is not the credit for it, though those they great things. Credit.
2: They were already good. That's why they were yeah. there. We were there because and we didn't know it, right? Because yeah. depravity and we're bad and we're trying to be better people. But I'm like, no, we were already good and we wanted to be part of something good and we were trying to do good things. Together, so that's what drew us there, and into this container, and the yeah. things that were real have lived on outside of that, and the things that weren't, the things that were actually based on Hillsong, all died mm-hmm. in Hillsong. Yeah. yeah, like the people who I still have on the outside. For me, it's like, oh, we all ended up working on something together
0: mm-hmm. outside.
2: Like we found our true connection outside. We met there, but we had to have something to sustain us outside of it because the things the people who i only ever saw at hillsong what only did hillsong things with only
1: spoke hillsong speech with like yeah that's and it's fun like it's a great lesson too like i know when i left church and i i've talked others when they were on their way out of their churches saying i'm gonna lose everyone like all my friendships and and i was in that boat too and you do. You do lose a lot. And that says something about the types of relationships that are built in a church. I think that was mm-hmm. a shock for me. It's like, no, I was a Sunday school teacher. I didn't just know these parents. I knew their kids. I was – I tapped their kids' youth. I knew the families. I thought I was – and, you know, we're told these are, are – you know, this family stronger than blood because it's a spiritual family. Like I bought in yeah. completely and it's like who on the other side when I stepped out of this place – And, like, that's so weird. Like, that is absolutely weird. If you invest all this time with all these people, if the only thing keeping you together was the fact that you attended the same building, wow, what a deception. Yeah. What a – like, and I I did keep some of the friendships. And I think as scary as that is to walk away and possibly lose friendships, it might be worth thinking, but is that really a friendship, though? Like, if it can't be sustained outside that building, maybe you're believing in something that isn't real, you know? Because that should be an element of – what you carry outside. Like, sure. I mean, we all do things with certain people because we're in a certain context together, but when those relationships are actually something important, like I still keep up with quite a few people who I met in that place and they stay stayed because those relationships were genuine. They were real deep yeah. friendships.
0: It's interesting. Um, I think of an example um, from uh, several years ago, which is part of what actually kind of drew me into Hillsong and it was relationships. And some of it ended up being fake Um, but I remember at my grandfather's funeral when I was, I was on staff at a, um, at another church, um, and it was a a pretty sizable church here in Jersey. And none of my colleagues, um, came, came to the funeral. I had a, um, I had a few friends from the church who, who weren't, um, who weren't on staff. Well, one of them was like part-time staff, but he was just somebody that I, he was a, he was a drinking buddy of mine. So he came outside of the church context, um, but then I saw um my brother's friends and they were all hillsong people and even um and like this is this is the the littlest credit i want to give him for for showing up um in in this moment but davs was there and so i saw that and i said wow even even that pastor can make it out even my brother's mega church yeah. pastor
1: took took the time to
0: right right and and my and my church that like barely hit mega church status you know and 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 guys that i spend five days a week in the office with and our staff wasn't big we were maybe you know 20 25 people at the time they they couldn't be bothered and and even it like and so perhaps in like a um a corporate way like maybe you're not going to attend your employee if you're their boss you're not going to attend their 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 grandfather's funeral maybe if you've got like not that kind of a relationship but you're my pastor right like somebody in my family dies you would expect a pastor to to attend so anyway what drew me then was seeing somebody like davs showing up at my grandfather's funeral and that's that stuck with me after i was asked to resign from my old church um That's one of those things that was like, oh, these people, these people are genuine. These people are real. They're going to, they're going to come out when, when the shit hits the fan for us Mm -hmm. Um, until it involves their brand.
2: Right. Or when you're, when you're somebody, right. Cause like I would have known dabs just as long, if not longer than your brother. Mm. He wouldn't turn up to anything for me you know or like Mm. even you know so it's like like that would work on you you are because you oh yeah you know you're outside of the context you know you're just seeing it you thought he would attend any of his church people's things right
0: (laughs) right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. your
2: brother was not just anybody anyone
0: yeah and he was
2: at that point right still useful Mm -hmm. yeah
0: well he was he was up and coming too Right. And I think I think they, you know, you see somebody's star power and you wanna bring them up and you want them to, to keep climbing. You know, get closer to the center right. and you them. And stay them close
1: with, stay close to yeah. you, right? Because as yeah, yeah. they're, they're going also... up will pull you up and be like, I'm so and so's right. We talk to so and so. We're close. We're right. Yeah. Or
2: you know, again, that competition, you know that competition ran throughout it too. So right. So you oh, also yeah. your dabs and you see the rising star and it's like, Okay, I gotta make sure you know, I have him in my pocket. I mm. have him on my side. Have him, you know, in my lane. Mm-hmm. Make sure I'm, yeah, I'm over this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So track. it's like, yeah, because I, you know, I think about my friend. Yeah, I think it was her grandma who died, and she, she like me, had been there since day one. Day and night. her job sent flowers and did all this, and the church did <sighs> nothing. And she, you know, was friends with the pastoral care person. And it's just like these things that just slip through the cracks yeah, all the time. Sometimes, you know, they would just get lucky and just happen to do the right thing at the right time. But like as a practice, as a principle, mm. unless you were somebody, yeah, whether that's, you know, a celebrity or useful to them in that moment, like mm-hmm. for the most part, like you're on your own or it was your, it was your connect group leaders. Like I'm like, we were doing the pastoring. We were yeah, but after you,
0: here's the thing, though. As Connect Group leaders, yes, you're doing the pastoring, but you're not equipped for it. You're not right. getting a paycheck. You're not. You're not. You're not being trained properly in seminary, um, or even in you know uh, to be counselors. You're not getting licensure on yeah. the church's dime. That's just, if you're gonna if you're going to ask Connect Group leaders to pastor, then. You gotta offer some kind of compensation,
1: right? I think I think that was one of the things that I appreciated with the the church that that we're attending was when uh, the pandemic hit and then Nate uh, was doing online sermons and putting those together. Is it didn't take long of him giving a lot of time because putting together online sermons for those who do editing and stuff like that realized it did it not.
0: Yeah, it was not even um, it was not even two weeks into into us going exclusively online that I got a text from our senior pastor and said, hey. Um, or an email from my senior pastor and said, okay, here's our, our accounting person. She's going to set you up with all the paperwork because um, this is a job now. Like, you're, you're not doing this for free. And this is ridiculous. And that's
1: a ridiculous. small church. That's a tiny church. Yeah. It's not a, not a massive church. It's a small, small congregation. I mean... If they can treat... That's the thing. If they can pay their employees and treat them all... Hillsong, Hell, yes, they can pay all their... <laughs> yes. Like, they have the resources. But then you look Got at... At
0: least $100 million annually. But, Come I on. Mean, you
1: just watch it's the easy, kind of meals they're easy. having and how they're living at the, t- the up and ups. And you realize, no, they, the money's being spent in very specific places. on <laughs> I very- mean The
2: fact that they you know they have the team of drivers and they're not getting paid, but you're renting these cars.
0: Right. Every week. I remember one, one day at conference... They sent me out on a on a run to go pick up some equipment from someone and I'm like I'm not going finding my car or whatever and somebody was like all right take one of the one of the drivers cars that's not being used I get in this thing I'm like I'm driving a Cadillac wow. This is what we're driving our pastors around in
1: and you're not paying the people that are driving them but you're yeah that is <laughs> ridi- like that's so the discrepancies there really say a lot about how, how they yeah. value the people that are serving and what they think of them. Because if you're doing yeah. it all for free, there's a re like that's that says something about their yeah. value of your time. And you know, because we, we think we're working for the Lord, we think that's normal. But yet, right. That's not that's not how that goes. <laughs> and right. at this point, yeah.
2: I'm like, I'm f- I'm fine with that. But either everybody's getting paid or nobody's getting paid,
1: right? Because yeah. there's right. still some if people up there that are more than getting. It's not like they're getting paid a normal salary. <laughs>
2: right. That's not how that's working either. Which is part of the trap, right? Like that's why, mm-hmm. that's why, that's why you get a Carl Lentz at no degree, no other life skill. Now I'm going to yep. put you in this job, and I'm going to pay you an insane amount, so right. you have no incentive to ever break to go out of this. do anything, right? Yeah, and to, to ever see do a lot of abuse. Else.
1: This yeah. is what it's. This is the pay the payment for that, mm-hmm. for shutting up and for going along yep. and for. Right. Oof, okay, you have yeah. been super kind to us because we've taken yeah. a lot of your time. I have one last thing that I wanted to ask you about. Maybe it's a longer thing. I don't know, but watching what's happening now, the whole thing falling down. What are your emotions? What does this feel like for you? Have been to, You have been somebody who has devoted so much time to helping people to see this stuff, putting it in a humorous way, putting it in a not humorous, like podcasts, videos. Uh, go follow her on Instagram, guys. God is not given. Uh, if you want to be entertained, go listen to her podcast. God is <laughs> not given. If you want the more serious versions, all well, you guys do a lot of laughing and have fun too, like us. It's good. Yeah. It's fun to listen to. It's, yeah. it's great. It's been good stuff. Um, but how has that felt like for you? With, you've been there from day one in New York, and now you're watching. You've wanted this moment, right? Like you've been waiting for for this. Yeah,
2: it's it's strangely it's strangely destabilizing.
1: Hmm. Um, because I I I believed
2: it would happen. I believed it would happen in my life. I believed it would happen in Brian Houston's lifetime. Because to my mind, I was like, well, it can only live as long as he does. Because there's no heir apparent. He hasn't built yeah. anyone that could compete with him, so he hasn't built anyone who can take this over. So the longest. I thought Hillsong had another 10, 15 years tops, but I had thought it had another 10 or 15 years. Like mm-hmm. I did not, this was not see it going this this quickly, like yeah. at all. Like I was like, the documentary is going to come out and that'll be another wave, right? Mm-hmm. But I did not have Brian Houston resigning on my 2022 bingo card. Not at the <laughs> beginning, maybe at the end because that trial was it, coming up and maybe yeah. he was... Going to you jail thought maybe and, if the trial went that. down badly, that was the best shot at something right. like that. and I, I figured, I think, I think I expected the trial to go badly. Mm-hmm. I'm like the fact that they had him step down to prepare for it, you know, yeah. and the all of that. All like they were already that. the signs were, you there. know, the signs yeah. were there. Like this is not going, going in his direction. Right, and everything that they're saying, this is the year of favor, and we're on all these things. Oh, you guys are, the lady does protest too much,
1: right? Like, there's lots. Let's up the Kool-Aid dosage. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: But, but, you know, the best is yet to come.
1: Right,
2: right. Hashtag, there is more. That's the problem. Oh, right. man.
0: These are, like, insider
1: Hillsong slogans mm-hmm. that you guys heard all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's
2: yeah i'm like oh i wasn't ready and i Mm -hmm. don't because my fear in all of this has always been yeah hillsong's gonna go down but people are just gonna go to elevation they're just gonna go to (sighs) bethel they're just gonna go to you know home church Mm -hmm. whatever like they're just gonna gravitate to the next thing so i'm like as long as yes i'm yelling at hillsong all the time but i'm also yelling at evangelicalism and i'm trying Mm -hmm. to just get no, just think about this thing under here or let's let's just give you some ideas for, you know, again, like I said, everybody should be g- getting paid or nobody should be getting paid. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. just think about that. Um, You know, why? Why don't you know how much, you know, your past rent makes. is for your church building? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, New York, you they bought a building. I'm like, everyone in New- Hillsong, New York, why don't we have yeah. ownership? And that, like, why are we not getting a kickback for, you know, why do we not know how much money is here? How much money is being spent? This is a family, right? For Mm. a family. This is, why don't I know how money works here? Why can't Mm. I ask these questions? Why are you uncomfortable asking these questions? And so just to get people, I might just just think about these things. I'm not even dealing with anything theologically at this point, right? Like, this is just... Practical stuff. Basic principles. Yeah. Why can't this be more practical? Like, you know, Jesus <laughs> Jesus walking around, he wasn't holding the money, right? He's like, hey, go buy this bread, go buy. You know, so his boys knew how much money they had. His boys knew what what was going on here. And so, so much of this is coming down to money and just a, abusive kind of principles. So just trying to get people to think, all right, let's think about the money and let's think about christianity right we love yeah. roots and trees we're seeing now they were saying this was this random bad fruit we don't know where it came from this was this random one mm-hmm. the next time it happens well, again it's the
1: same thing how many right. is most of the trees all brad fruit what's what's going on on the roots down there? yeah right so Good at this tree. point i'm like well we've gotten we've gotten to the roots
2: so it's like what are you guys what are you holding are you on to doing? at this point yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, because we know the end is bad. The fruit is bad. The leaves are bad. You were holding on to the roots. Now we've seen that the root is bad. The trunk is bad. Everything in the middle, Mm -hmm. you know. So get out. And if you want to, you've been so devoted to the idea of Hillsong as as the church. That's what I'm saying. It's not the church. It's it's a church. Mm -hmm. But even if you want to say okay, it's the church, then before you head over to Elevation, just think about it. Think about. Mm the state of the church in general Yeah. and just imagine just imagine something better imagine mm-hmm. something different
1: unpack that um, before heading somewhere else i think yeah. that might be good advice yeah. anyone coming out of a bad place before jumping into something new take some time off and and yeah. evaluate right? what was a part what what was a part of that whole thing and process it and it's hard and it's easier to just jump into something else that looks like it and feels familiar and that follows the rules Mm -hmm. you've been taught your whole life is how church is supposed to be but it didn't happen that way by coincidence and the reason you didn't see that is not by coincidence and to just jump from that into, yeah, so there's that conflicted feeling, right? Because on one hand you want people to leave Hillsong and you want Hillsong to collapse and on the other hand there's a fear. Yeah,
0: there are more sharks in the water.
1: Right, Right.
0: You know, I, I like you, you, you keep bringing up elevation and there, I, I like, I could do a whole podcast episode on how skeevy Stephen Furtick is and just, I, there's something, there's something behind the curtain there. Um oh, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's, I, like, I, I want to, I want people to know, like, pay attention. There are signs, there are similarities, um, but also... Um, pay attention to your body, right? Like right. when you go to these places, if if something doesn't feel right, trust yourself. Don't believe that lie that like, you know, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. No, 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 no. Trust your heart. I'm going to contradict the Bible on this one because there are things that these people, like you were saying, we're so easily corruptible when we have um, grasp on absolute power. And in these churches, these right. guys have absolute have power there is nobody checking them look at mark driscoll he left a place where he had some semblance of accountability and he goes and starts something where he has zero accountability right so, and he's
1: still going and there's still people fall this is wild stuff yeah. this is really wild stuff yeah. so, do some research do some digging yeah. guys before joining a new church <laughs> and right because it's because what do they say it's
2: it's 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 not a religion it's a relationship right. and you don't if you get out of a bad relationship you don't just jump into another one, right? Like, right. go get some therapy, <laughs> take some time, figure out what, yeah. what went wrong there. How did I get myself into that? You mm-hmm. know, so
0: <laughs> yeah, a- oh yeah. And um, something that uh, w- another uh, another one of our guests had um, mentioned was after she left Hillsong, um, a whole five years later, she went and visited a church, and as soon as that fog machine kicked in, there was a very visceral, deep, mm-hmm. painful response. So, so pay attention to those things, right? When you walk into a church and something hits you and you don't know what it is, step away from it. Don't go back there. don't Don't try to keep drinking that stuff to hope it goes away. Right. Reflect. Talk to a therapist and figure out what's going on. Um. Anyway, Janice, I know we've taken up so much of your time today. You are today. so
1: kind. <laughs> you are so kind to just sit in here and have this conversation with us. And I'm, I'm sure it must be an exhausting thing. As, as, as all the emotions hit. I know when even just watching the documentary is just draining. I don't know if you felt that way too, but like (sighs) now I'm a cold piece of work. I'm fine.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, um, we, I know we've mentioned it a bunch of times. Uh, there is a documentary, in case you haven't figured that out, um, by now, over the course of our conversation. There Are is you docu- going to
1: do a podcast episode on how you felt about the document? We didn't really touch on any of this. I want to I hear more of your thoughts, but I don't want to keep yeah. you. So I just want to know, like, you going to cover some <laughs> of that documentary on your stuff? Are you going to get into it? Definitely,
2: yeah. I think I'm going to mm. probably try to get that same crew who we were doing the breaking news with.
1: Um, cool. Yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts debrief. on more of that. And so I'll just point people your way and be yeah, like, go go over to Janice's stuff. So Janice, here.
0: yeah, tell us um, where where people can find you, the stuff that you're working on, um, passion projects, all of the stuff, the <laughs> websites, the socials, all of it, you know.
2: Um. So yeah, primary place God is not given on Instagram. Uh, you can also go to God is not given for the blog. Or yeah, just look me up Janislegata And yeah, anything you want to know about me, you'll find them. In- those three places Cool. one way
0: or the other. So. Awesome. Thank you again. I uh, really appreciate it. This has been a, a great conversation, um, a long one, but I think much needed and a bit therapeutic for all of us. <laughs> so. Well, I
2: had a great time. Thank you guys so much for having me.
0: That wraps up another episode of the Full Mutuality Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. And if you don't already have one, head over to our website, FullMutuality.com, for a list of all the apps you can find us on.
1: We couldn't do this without you, our listeners, so thank you so much for your continued support. Speaking of support, one of the best things you can do for us is to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us
0: a review. I'm pretty sure five-star reviews get you an extra crown in heaven.
1: But seriously, if you found this episode insightful, spread the word and share it with your friends.
0: And don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Full Mutuality. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Full Mutuality Podcast.